Good morning, if you're joining us for the first time, just want to say welcome. My name is John, I'm one of the pastors here. I just want to extend just a warm welcome from our family to yours. Enjoy the service, uh, be a part of who we are, and yeah, um, connect with us, get a free coffee. We have a great coffee shop downstairs, go check it out. Um, So, all right, so today we start our summer testimony series. For those that's been with us for a couple years, during the summer, we always do a testimony series where we allow people in our church to come up to speak. And the reason why we do that is because we want to give glory to who God is and what God is doing in our lives, right? And so we go into our testimony series, uh, which we will be going through the different names and characteristics of God. The hopes in doing this and why we're doing this is for us to see the glory of, our, of God in our daily lives, to see the goodness and the greatness of God but also to see how God works in our lives daily. When we're able to see the different facets of God, the way we relate, the way we call out, the way we come to God becomes more real. Throughout the summer, we're gonna be unpacking each characteristics, and I hope this series encourages you to come into a fuller understanding of God, because God ultimately wants us to know Him, to put our trust in Him, to know God's character is, God, is gospel living. It's hope in the right place and it's practical faith. So let's pray. Father God, we thank you. Lord, that we could come to you as Father, we could come to you as God, we come to you as Jehovah. And Lord, we just pray that um, as we go through this series that we see more and more of who you are and the goodness of who you are. And Lord, we just pray for the testimonies to speak of your glory. And Lord, everything that we do is to give you glory so that the world can see. So Lord, we thank you and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So today, our first one we're looking at is Jehovah Shalom. The Lord is my peace. The way most of us understand peace is the absence of conflict. Oftentimes, the peace we look for is external. For example, the peace movement in the 60s and 70s was a social movement which sought to achieve ideals in response to particular war or wars that, was, that has happened. Its goal was to minimize violence with the goal of world peace. Peace, for a lot of us, oftentimes is the absence of conflict. Love, peace, not war. When we talk about peace, we easily satisfy or even easily pacified by the absence of external conflict, and we we don't look beyond that. But the Hebrew word shalom, which does mean peace, however, peace is only a small part of the meaning of that word. Shalom in Hebrew is used both to greet people, to say hello, and to say goodbye. When you come across a brother and sister, you would say shalom. When you leave, you would say shalom. You see, Hebrew words go beyond the spoken word. It conveys feeling, intent, and emotions. Strong's Concordance says shalom means completeness, wholeness, health, peace, welfare, safety, soundness, tranquility, prosperity, perfectness, fullness, rest, harmony, and the absence of agitation or discord. Shalom comes from the root verb shulam, meaning to be complete, perfect, and full. So as you can see, shalom is more than just simply peace. 
It is a complete peace. It is a feeling of contentment, of completeness, of wholeness, of well-being, of harmony. It is what keeps fear and anxiety and worry at bay. Today, I want to invite Jeanette Barlin to come up to share her testimony of God's shalom. Jeanette, come on up. Uh, I thank God for this morning that I am able to share my testimony. Uh, of course, I'm going to share about Jehovah Shalom. At first, I, I want to <coughs> share to everybody that this is my second life. <coughs> and I also want to thank our Pastor Jan, Pastor Ritz, and all the prayer ministry team, my cell group member, and of course, my husband, my family, for praying for me. God bless you all. And uh, around early last year, uh, I was like uh, having a heavy menstrual bleed. When I bleed, it's like a, a, a profuse one. It's like a faucet. <laughs> when I stand up and when I do some pressure in my abdomen, I would uh, bleed. And not only a, a lot of bleed, but uh, also a lot of blood clots. So, uh, <clears throat> I've been suffering for this for for months, and and this had affected my 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 work as a nurse. I work in the hospital, and um, for several occasions, I have to go home for, in the middle of my shift because I I am almost passing out because I suddenly have a gush of heavy bleed. So, uh, but even though like this, I I was I stubbornly hesitated to go to the doctor. They said being a nurse is the worst patient of all. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> because you know, uh, I'm not scared of uh, dealing with the sickness of other people. I, I even like 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 to help them. But with regards to myself, I'm scared. That's why uh, I'm scared to know if I have cancer because I see I'm I'm taking care of cancer patient. I see what they suffer, so I don't want it to be. <laughs> on myself, and uh, I see how they suffer. So what I did, I just, I told the Lord, uh, I just remedied it on myself, so I do uh, Dr. Google, I Google myself. <laughs> I Google like uh, what to do like that, but thank God that um, the Lord had never left me like that. Uh, even my husband told me, maybe next time when you do like that, I'm gonna make you faint. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do like that, and then I will call 911 so that. <laughs> but thank God that uh, he is more powerful than my husband. <laughs> so uh, one last November 30th, uh, I was bleeding a lot. It was so profuse. Uh, it was I was bleeding overnight until the morning. And uh, until December 1st, um, uh, I don't, uh, we have to call 911 because I can no longer stand. I almost fainting. But I kept that for my children because I don't want them to panic. Uh, we just let them go to school, Josh and Solomon. And then by that time, we called 911. So the ambulance brought me to the hospital. Uh, actually, I almost coded in the hospital. They, they put a cardiac monitoring on me. 
and then they cannot take no longer take my blood pressure because I've been bleeding a lot. And they found out that uh, my hemoglobin is only 44, only 44. The number is only 44 because it's like kind of like 30% left in my body of the blood. So immediately it was critically low. Uh, they transfused uh, four bags of blood to me. And uh, thank God I was stabilized. And then they, they, they referred me to the, uh, to, to the gynecology. So it was my first time to see the gynecology of gyne since we landed here in Canada. I hate going to the doctor, so <laughs> uh, <clears throat> thank God um, it was my first time to see, see a gynecologist. And uh, when he went inside my room, I, I was so emotional, and then he told me the, his first word to me. He knows that I'm a nurse. He told me, uh, I want to thank you for your service during this pandemic. So <laughs> when I heard that, I it really broke me. I, like, I feel so emotional. I, I broke down. Uh, of course, of the recognition, right? Uh, because I know I've been working hard during the pandemic. And... Uh, um, I, ne I never thought of myself being a nurse because if you don't care for those people, who will care, right? So um, I was so emotional by then. But then, uh, thank God that um, I can say nurses are not superhero. We are we're just human, and we can our our body can also go, go can can be weak, right? And so I thank God that um, I did a series of tests. And they found out that I have fibroid in my uterus and in my cervix. And I also have an ovarian cyst. So um, the, the plan is to remove my ovarian cyst to a surgical uh, procedure. But before doing that, they have to rule out that I don't have cancer. So uh, they, have, uh, they have to do biopsy on my fibroid. And I thank God that uh, it is benign. And also, um, my, my cancer markers are all normal, so I, I feel so relieved with that. So my my OB surgeon, uh, what you call that, um, arranged me for a, for a, for a surgery. I thank God that uh, that he, when he after he arranged that surgery, um, uh, I was it was waiting. But while waiting, the Lord had told me that uh, in His word that I sent my word and. I will heal your diseases. So with that, I hang on to God's word. So uh, come February 14, I was, uh, uh, I was operated. They have to remove my, 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 my fibroid. I was thinking that uh, if they can do a hysterectomy, but then my doctor said it has to be a long, long over a year of waiting because you know our system here, if it is not an urgent, then you have to wait for a long time. So uh, my, doc my doctor said, uh, you have, uh, we just need to, to get rid of the fibroid first so that the bleeding will stop. So uh, thank God that um, he gave me word and uh, come February 14 and I, was, uh, upper, uh, I, I did the surgery. Uh, it was a minor one. And, but then during the surgery, the doctor was not able to remove, remove all my fibroid. It was like only one fibroid. So I went home on the same day, and uh, 
after two days, I got fever and chills, so I have to go back to the hospital. And uh, I, I suspect that I have an infection, so they started me with an, a medium a strength of IV antibiotics, so I was admitted in the hospital. In, it's in the hospital where I work. So um, after three days, uh, they shifted me to oral antibiotics, and then, then it started falling. Everything came falling. Like, uh, uh, I came into like infection, deep infection, so um, I have fever again, chills, and extreme abdominal pain. So um, they did another CT, and it shows that I have an abscess in my uterus, and it is near my bowel, so uh, it cannot they cannot drain that abscess. I have to go undergo a long-term antibiotics, so they refer me to the infectious disease. I've been through a lot. Like, like those things that I, I, we've been dealing to our patient, now I'm experiencing it. And like, uh, uh, they're also careful because they know that you know the stuff, right? So, <laughs> so, so uh, I told them, um, I told the doctor came to me and then said, okay, okay, we're gonna do a workup of like that. We're gonna do like this, like this, and we're gonna do all your vitals every two hours. So I was telling the nurse, when I'm sleeping, please check my vitals every two hours. I know that I'm like that. <laughs> so I told them um, I'm not a difficult patient, but uh, <laughs> but uh, just do whatever that needs to be done. I tell them do uh, do the call bell. I even help my neighbor. <laughs> so uh, <clears throat> I thank God for that. And um, so because they know that. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a nurse, uh, so they allow me to go home with a long-term antibiotics for one month. They inserted a, a central line on me. I thank God my husband helped me to also to, to, do, to do my antibiotics. So, so the third, uh, the third uh, city, city, city it shows that my infection has been resolved. And by the way, my ovary, ovarian cyst was already uh, during my second pelvic ultrasound, it was it shrunk down that it was no longer there. So I thank God for His healing. And then, so he, uh, after my my infection has been resolved, my my doctor. By the way, during the during my hospital, it was indeed like I was stayed in the hospital for ten days. And during those ten days, I've never been in the hospital all my life. Only when I give birth. When, uh, I hate going to the hospital, so um, <clears throat> though I work in the hospital. <laughs> so, um, but I think uh, that uh, you know, um, during those times uh, when my infection become more severe, um, the nights were very hard for me. But I thank God that uh, the Lord had given me a song in the night. He had become my tower of refuge. And under his wings, he had hide me, and he had really covered me under his the power of his of his name. And during those time, um, I really think I'm I'm thankful to the Lord that um, he had kept me from away from complaining because I'm a person that uh, can complain. But then um, I thank God for His presence when we trust the Lord. He will give us peace. Even though I cannot understand what happened, why is it I have an infection? Is it, is it that there was a break in the sterile technique of the doctor when they did the surgery? 
But thank God, I did not think of that about that anymore. I just like, when I trusted the Lord, He just let me feel His presence. And He had really quieted me with His love. And then there was even one time that uh, I was in too much pain. And you know, I don't take much uh, medication. And uh, when I take narcotics, I have a lot of withdrawal symptoms. So, so one time I, I'm in too much abdominal pain. And then the Lord just told me, just uh, <clears throat> listen to uh, to worship song, and I just worship along. And then when I worship, when I when I did that, I just I felt the presence of the Lord, and His peace just like sunk into me. And suddenly the pain was relieved, and I no longer need those pain reliever. And also one time, because my OB surgeon, he knows that uh, maybe I don't know if he had committed something or not, but. It's all, it's nothing. He told me, uh, he, one time he said, uh, I'm sorry that you, ha you have to go through like this. Amazingly, uh, I told him, it's okay, doctor. God has a reason for everything. <laughs> and um, I don't know, I, uh, I just cried. I told him, uh, God has a reason for everything. So I thank God that uh, during those times, God had kept me away from complaining, but instead, I have learned that uh, in everything, give thanks to the Lord. Like, when, when, we, when we give thanks to the Lord, His perfect peace will just fill us. And that, that, that perfect peace surpasses all, under, all understanding. Like, we don't need to understand why did it happen to us. It's just like, when we have peace, it's enough. So I thank God that, um, so my, my, and also the Lord have promised me, I, I was asking the Lord, Lord, do you want me to face you now? Do you want me to go to the heaven now? I told the Lord, Lord, I'm not yet prepared. Uh, I haven't gone for my second honeymoon yet. <laughs> I, 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 I want to see my grandchildren. <laughs> so, but thank God that um, the Lord had promised to me, you shall not die, but you shall live, and you shall recount the deeds of the Lord. Yeah. And so come May 9, I was... Um, I was like um, I was like uh, scheduled for laparoscopic hysterectomy, so I thank God that uh, they removed my 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 reproductive system except for my ovary. It went through so well. The Lord had arranged. Uh, uh, there was also like uh, my colleague told me, uh, you have to tell them that you work in this hospital so that they can give you the best service. But <laughs> but then the Lord told me. You don't need to exert yourself. You just tell it to me. And then I, I tell the Lord, Lord, I want to be uh, the first case during that day. And I want to, and, um, I want to be in the best, uh, best doctor, best surgeon, and best nurses. I thank God that during that day, when I went to the hospital, I was, I was arranged as the first case during the day. And then when, before I went to the hospital, like 5.45, I had my devotion, and I read in March, Mark, Mark 16. It's about the resurrection of the Lord. It's about the Mary. Those Mary, they were worrying uh, who will take out the stone in the, tomb, in the entrance of the tomb. But when they look up, they saw that the stone has been rolled away. So the Lord had really spoke to me that uh, I will let you experience my resurrection power. I will take away the fibroid that the doctor cannot take away. 
I thank God that uh, during that day, my everything went well. I went there. They started my surgery nine o'clock. I went home three o'clock in the afternoon. Contrary to the to the original plan, I had to stay overnight. I thank God that I that I they had they said you go pee, you go pee. After I pee, they said you go home. <laughs> so I thank God that um, everything went well and. Um, and uh, I recover quickly, and now I'm back to my work, which I love to. And with all of this, I can say that um, it seems that my, at first my testimony would uh, fit to Jehovah Rapha. Of course, the Lord had healed me. But then I felt that the Lord wants me to share about my experience of him as Jehovah Shalom. You know, uh, experiencing the peace of God, just like what Jan said, it is not an abs- uh, it is like the, the peace that the Lord wants us is not an absence of conflict, but in the middle of turmoil, in the middle of trials, the Lord wants us to experience His perfect peace. Yeah, like uh, when you go, you know, after the storm, you see there's always a peace. So I thank God that um, He knows us. He wants us to to experience Him more, and. Everything works together for good to those who love the Lord. Yeah, so I really thank the Lord that um, uh, I just want to share this uh, Bible verse. Uh, uh, in Psalms 33, verse 21, for our heart rejoices in him because we trust in his holy name. Indeed, there's no name above all name, only the the our, the name of God is above every name. His name is everything to us. So I really thank the Lord for arranging circumstances and everything for me to experience his uh, more and, and, and to know him more. I thank God. I want to give all the glory. Amen, amen. Jeanette, so good. I feel like I don't even need to preach anymore. (laughs) God's shalom, Jehovah shalom, is about fighting off worry. Shalom is active. When you greet someone in shalom or say goodbye, you're blessing someone with courage. In the book of Judges, we find the story of Gideon in chapter 6. We find the Israelites once again being oppressed. They're being given over to the Midianites and it's to a point where the Israelites started hiding themselves in caves and forts. The Midianites took over, like, as, the, as Scripture describes it, like an invasion of locusts, which, which was driving Israel into poverty. So because of this, God chose a man named Gideon to lead Israel to defeat the Midianites and reclaim what God has given them. Gideon has this encounter with God in which Gideon builds an altar. Gideon is called to war. He's called to to gather men, gather Israelites and say, we're going to come and we're going to fight off our enemy. But as he encounters God, he encounters Jesus as as God reveals himself and says, I've chosen you. Because Gideon looks at at the messengers and says, I'm the least of my tribe. Not only am I the least of my tribe, I'm the least of my family. Why would you have chosen me 
to lead your army to drive out the, the enemy. But God's like, I'm going to be with you in this. I'm going to do this with you, that you're not going to do this alone. And Gideon, because of this and his experience with God's calling on him, he builds an altar and he calls it Jehovah Shalom. Peace. At the same time, we find this in the book of Numbers when God again tells Israelites to go into the enter into the promised land we see that God uses Aaron to bless Israel with peace while they're getting ready to conquer the promised land number 624 to 26 says this the Lord it says this is Aaron's prayer the Lord bless you and keep you the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you what shalom peace It feels ironic when we look at these stories and we see them calling out peace in a time of going into war. If peace is an absence of war, then what is God's shalom about? God's shalom is about inner peace and completeness brought on by God's protection. Throughout the Old Testament, we rarely experience a time where there's a lack of war. But in the, even in the midst of battle, the Israelites always had rest brought on by the presence of the Lord. That's what Jehovah Shalom is. It is a place that when we are fighting, that God's peace comes upon us. Jeanette's testimony was a, is a testimony of battle. It's a testimony of fighting. It's a testimony of facing her fears, facing her anxieties, and facing her worries. For someone that is a worrier, she rested in the peace of God. You see, in numerous occasions in the Old Testament, God distinguished himself from all other gods by making his presence known. Jehovah is very much alive and invested in the well-being of his people. He is active in pursuing and maintaining an intimate relationship with his people. This is the clear distinction between our God and every other God. God, our God pursues you. He is calling you. He is providing for you. He is giving you hope and peace and courage. His banner is over you. His healing is there for you. His presence is always around. His righteousness is for you. He leads you as a good shepherd. That is our God. He pursues us even when we are separated from him, so much so that he gave his ultimate sacrifice, a sacrifice of himself through his son Jesus, so that we are no longer separated from him. The Bible reminds us that God is faithful to all who call his name and abide in his presence. Jesus says this, he says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. Again in John 16, he says, these things I have spoken to you so that in me you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation, but take courage, I have overcome the world. What is Jesus called? The Prince of Peace. 
To speak shalom is to speak Jesus into every situation. Into every situation. Peace is the antithesis of fear. It provides perspective, encourages hope, it builds confidence, inspires courage, and affirms trust in the power of God. You see, the good news for us as believers is that in our world where we are increasingly overwhelmed by stress, conflict, depression, anxiety, emotional and physical uncertainties, it is here in the presence of Jehovah Shalom that provides a peace that passes all understanding. That even through the hard and messy things in life that we could count on the peace of God to be there. This peace is not only for you, but it is a witness to the world that God's people has something that the world needs. That it doesn't make sense. That what makes it, what makes it good news is that it doesn't make sense. That's what makes it gospel. When we live in a place, when we experience the shalom of God, it gives us peace to rest in him. It is an internal thing that happens that in the stress, you know that you will be fine. That in the anxiety, you know that God is there. That is in fear, that there is calm, that there is joy. This morning was a little bit of a hectic morning for us as a family. We uh, got ready for church. Everything always happens on Sunday, right? <laughs> Every family knows this. For some reason, everything happens on Sunday. Today wasn't my kids. It was my wife. She got, she's not here today because she got really sick, and we don't know why. We don't know if she got food poisoning, if she got the flu, Whatever it was, she was at a place where she could barely walk and she was in the washroom. And we're also moving in the process of moving. And so today they're showing our, our house. And so I, instead of Steph being able to just stay at home and rest, we're just like, I need to find you another place to rest. And so in, in the hecticness of this morning of making sure the house is clean enough for the showing, making sure the kids are dressed, and trying to find a place for my wife to go to, I was stressed. I came to a place where I'm just like, God, I'm, I'm supposed to be speaking of peace today, and there's no peace in my household. <laughs> if you know my kids, you probably hear them in the front. They're yelling in the back, all, asking for mommy, asking for this, asking for cereal, asking for all of these things, making a mess as I'm trying to clean up where they're showing. And in amongst all these things, I yelled out to God, I'm like, God, I need your peace right now. I need your peace to go through just this morning. That's it. I arranged for my gracious sister and brother-in-law to come and, and pick up my wife so that, they could go to, so that she could go to their house to rest. And so I came, and even in coming, Steph had to use the washroom, and I, I'm sure some of you guys saw her. She was just keeled over. And so, yeah, in worship, I was like, God, give her peace. Give her rest. Help her get through today. Second Thessalonians three 
16 says this, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing so that you will be bound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Jehovah Shalom is for us so that we could experience God in a new way. That we could experience his characteristics, what he has given to us, what his provisions are for us. And throughout this summer, we're going to hear so many more testimonies of God's greatness and his goodness through the different characteristics of how he provides for us, how he's our shepherd, how he is um, our healer, how he is present. God is present with you all the time. Do you understand that, church? That he's with you all the time. That if you're in a place of fear and anxiety or stress today, that God is there, that his peace is upon you. We cannot control the uncertainties, the circumstances of life in the presence of, but in the presence of Jehovah Shalom, we could find hope, joy, strength, and peace to face each day. That's what Jehovah Shalom is about. That's what we as a church live out so that the world could see that God's peace is also for them. Everything that we live, everything that we experience is for a testimony of God's goodness, his character, and who he is. The world will know because of the way that we live. The world will understand and experience God because of who we are. The God, the God that gives you peace is so that you could show that peace to the world around you. That in the place where you're fearful, in the place where you're facing a trial, like Jeanette said, God is with me. When she talked to the doctor, she said, God is with me. God has a plan for this. I don't worry because God knows everything's going to happen. That's what we live for. That's who we are as a church. That's who we are as followers of Jesus Christ. When we speak peace, we speak Jesus. One of the things I want to encourage you guys to do as you greet each other is to greet each other with shalom. To greet each other and say goodbye with shalom because we are here to impart courage and peace into each other as we live out our life. Amen. Today I want Jeanette to come back up as she experienced the peace of God, I want her to pray for the peace of God in this church. I want anybody that's going through something today, anybody that's going through something right now, anybody that's going through uh, some kind of trial or just something that they're just not certain about, that they need God's peace, I'm going to ask Jeanette to come in. She's going to pray over all of you just for God's peace and Jehovah Shalom to come over all of us and in our lives. Can we do that, Jeanette? Come on up and do that. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we want to thank you, Lord. We want to bless you, O oh God. Lord, all that is within our heart, O oh God, we just want to bless your holy name, O oh Lord. Lord, thank you for being so real to us, O oh Lord. Thank you for your name indeed is a name that is above every other name, O oh Lord. Your name is Jehovah Shalom, O oh Lord. You're the God who had sent peace unto us, O oh Lord. Lord, we pray for our congregation. We pray for our brothers and sisters, O oh Lord, who are experiencing trials. 
tribulation, O oh Lord. Thank you, O oh God, for your peace surpasses all understanding, O oh Lord. Lord, you said in your word, O oh God, <clears throat> you have sent your peace to us, O oh Lord, and in times of trouble, O oh Lord, we just need to call upon your name. Lord, we trust you, Lord. When we trust you, O oh God, peace comes in, O oh God. Lord, you said in your word, Lord, that um, when we pass through the waters, O oh Lord, you will be with us. And when we go to the rivers, O oh Lord, it will not overflow us, O oh Lord. Thank you, O oh God, that even though sometimes we don't understand what is happening into our lives, O oh Lord, but Lord, one thing is, is true, O oh God. You're sovereign in everything, O oh Lord. You're in control of everything. And your perfect peace, O oh Lord, had filled our heart, O oh Lord. Lord, we pray for the brothers and sisters, for each and every family, O oh Lord. Lord, we just want to be in your presence, O oh Lord, for in your presence there is a perfect peace, O oh Lord. Lord, we also pray for our Pastor Jan and their family, O oh Lord, especially every Sunday, O oh Lord. We pray, O oh Lord, for your, for, your, for your mighty name, O oh Lord, that you will cover them, O oh Lord. Lord, that they will always have your, experience your peace, O oh Lord. When, they, when our Pastor John will come to serve you, O oh Lord. Lord, we pray for their family. Lord, we pray for blessing, O oh God. Lord, we just want to thank you, O oh Lord, for today, O oh Lord, that once again you have revealed us your name. Your name is Jehovah Shalom, O oh Lord. The peace that passes all understanding, O oh God. Thank you, O oh Lord. May we help us, O oh Lord, that, that we can go out in peace, O oh Lord, that we will greet each other. Shalom, Jehovah Shalom, O oh Lord. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And the Lord of peace bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you, church, and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I sometimes feel like anxiety and concern and nervousness and and these are things that we feel like we've invented in the last 20 years as as life's gotten faster and you know we have all these reasons for why we're we have it so much worse than the last generation but we know also that's not always true because in matthew he wrote therefore do not be anxious saying what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear for the Gentiles seek after these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them all. So, I mean, that whole passage is talking about, you know, God loves the birds. He gave them colorful feathers. He covered the earth in grass. Why? For our enjoyment. And if he enjoys his creation that much, how much more does he want to give to us? Because we are the special thing that he set aside. And you know, I just think every one of us could stand up here and have a testimony of anxiety and, and the fears that we have. And I can remember speaking to my sister only a couple weeks ago about some things she was going through. And I, I said to her, I said, I have no idea how anyone who doesn't believe in God can get through this world. How they look at the news, the chaos that's out there. How, how, do, you, how do you look at that and not just feel like it's over? Because unless you trust that he's up there and there's a sovereign path, that there's a play, that there's a plan, that he loves us, it sometimes just seems so hopeless. But we have that hope and that, that hope is him. And 
He's not a quick fix. We don't, we don't talk about a God that heals everything that comes our way or that we have trouble, troubleless lives or, you know, like John, I mean, he's the pastor. He should have a perfect life, right? I mean, we all still have these things. Jesus never said he was going to take them all away, except at the end of time. What he said is, I'm going to be with you through them. And so I just feel this morning there's a couple people that have maybe never known Jesus that way or never known him at all. And if you're sitting there and you have fear and you have anxiety, you know, we would really like to talk to you about that and tell you about the hope that we have, the salvation that we have. And again, it's not a, it's not a fix-all thing. It doesn't instantly solve all your problems. You still, we still all have to walk through things, but you then now have a new friend to do it with you. And, and he's the friend that knows the plan. Yeah. So Lord, we just thank you this morning. We just thank you that we could gather. We thank you for Jeanette's just testimony of both healing and peace. And Lord, the peace that extended to her family, a peace that extended into this church. Lord, I just remember praying and just feeling it was in your hands. And not to say we stopped praying, but it was in your hands. And so Lord, we just thank you that you knew these things would come. You knew how worried we would get about things. And yet you gave us the tools and your presence to get through them. And so, Lord, we thank you for that. And Lord, we just pray that this week, just as we go out, Lord, that we don't worry about the bills, the social anxiety, the how to fill our time, when our vacation, whatever the little things are that on, Lord, but we would just have this peace. It's not to say that we can't think of them, but Lord, just that your peace would be over us. And, and like it was said, Lord, that that would be that peace that's beyond all understanding, that it would be a peace that just makes people ask, how can you be that calm? How can you have that much peace when all of this is happening in our workplace, in our family? And the answer is only one, and it's you, Lord. It's your mighty name, Jesus. And so we just thank you for that. We pray you just bless us in this week to come. Amen.